going to get into this word, and I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and, and dive right in. We're going to be in the book of Matthew 14 and 25. The book of Matthew 14 and 25. Can everybody hear me good? All right. When God gave me this vision for this church, I had no idea that I would literally be having church under a tent. <laughs> but God do what he want to do. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, the scripture reads, as we move forward, is the scripture says, And in the fourth watch... Of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The title of this would be, When You're Waiting in the Water. When You're Waiting in the Water. Now, as we start pulling these scriptures apart and breaking them down and getting to what the, what, what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us, we see where it says in 25, in the fourth watch. Now, you talk about the fourth watch. What is the fourth watch? The fourth watch is the last part of the day. And in the Jewish tradition, the fourth watch is between... 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So it's right at the brink before the sun comes out. Uh -huh. Now, what happens is, during this time, the devil is shutting down and Jesus is coming out. We know this because the moon goes away and the sun comes up. The moon goes away and the sun comes up. The sun comes up. 
Amen. You understand? So in this fourth watch, this is what was going on. And there's a lot of things that happened in the fourth watch. Moses split the Red Sea in the fourth watch. Jacob was wrestling with the angel in the fourth watch. There's a lot of things going on that was pivotal in people's, uh, in their uh, walk with God. A lot of pivotal things happened in the fourth watch. So we see Peter on the water during the fourth watch, but we're going to get into that. And this is more than just Peter sinking and asking God to help him, and we're going to pull that apart too. So in the fourth watch, the night came, and he came them. He came to them walking on the sea. Now, you ever go through something, and you can see Jesus from a distance? Or you ever been somewhere you ain't got no business, and you know Jesus is in the distance? You see in 26 where he goes on and he says, but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It's one thing to see Jesus when you hear his voice, but it's one thing to see him walking on the sea. The sea represents all of the problems and the things that you're going on in your life. And you can see Jesus walking on top of them. See, a lot of times we don't understand and we see a lot of people that don't like us and you under you're trying to understand why they don't like you but they're not going to like you especially if they're not in the, in the word why because they see you walking on the sea and they don't understand why they're drowning and you're walking on the sea okay so we, we go on and we see how Jesus is walking on the sea and they were terrified. You have no idea how many people are terrified of you. Walking on the sea is not something that seemed to be normal. Walking on the sea is something that everybody can't do. It's not that they can't do it they just won't go to Christ so they can learn how but they see your walk and they see you walking on the sea and they get terrified and then they say just like they said it is a ghost you ain't real your walk with Christ ain't real Jesus ain't real we hear all of this stuff, but we just keep walking on the sea. See, a lot of times we don't really have to say anything. We just have to let people see our walk. All I have to do is just keep walking on the sea. So it says, but immediately, and after they cried out, and a lot of times you will get people to cry out. Because I'm going to tell you, even though they're terrified of you, uh -huh. 
Even though they don't understand your walk, they don't understand why you can walk on the water. But they will come to you when they know when they have some problems. They know who to go to. They'll talk about you behind your back, but they will come to you. Hey, how, what do I need to do to be like you? How do I walk on water? But it was a ghost. And they cried out in fear. It says, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I. Jesus says, it is I. How many times you hear in the scriptures that Jesus said, it is I. Why didn't Jesus say, it is I am. But we understand that Jesus, in his, he's in his natural state. So he couldn't add the M. He's just the I. But don't get it twisted because he's still walking on water. That's right. Do not be afraid. And how many times have we seen where the angels in the Old Testament would always say, fear not. Don't be afraid. Jesus comes as one of them. And Peter answers him, Lord, if it is you, Command me to come to you on the water. Uh -huh. Now, what's interesting about this, and this is something that we don't do on a regular. Peter says, Lord, if it is you. A lot of times we don't stop and ask, God, is this you? We just start doing stuff. But you have to, you have to give Peter credit. At least he asked, Lord, is this you? Because if it is, then I'll come out there with you. But otherwise, I'm going to stay in this boat. <laughs> and a lot of times, we be wanting to walk on the water, but we ain't ready to swim. <laughs> Lord, is it you? Command me to come unto the water. If it's you, I want to be where you are. Now, this is where it gets good. Because, see, earlier... You will read where, if you go up a little bit, before the 25th, it says the wind was against them. It tells you in 24, it says, but the boat by, the, by this time was a long way from the land, beating by the waves, for the wind was against them. Understand the wind being against you. Sometimes you'll be walking forward, but that wind is coming against you. But why is it coming against Peter? Now, Peter asked Jesus, can he come? A lot of times we ask God for things we're not ready for. But see, the wind was against them once they got in the water. They had some things that they had to get. Before they can be understood where the wind would become. But the wind was against them. So he asked, can I come out there with you, Jesus? And Jesus said, come. He's not going to tell you no. But he also ain't going to show you what you're going to be dealing with until you get out there. So he said, come. The word come is an interesting word because come 
is a command. He says, come. So it's an invitation uh -huh. and a command at the same time. So as you do this, he says, come. Uh -huh. He goes out there. He steps on the water. It says, but when he saw the wind, understand this when you see the wind. There's a lot of things in the wind. And you understand where the wind is coming from. Now, Peter is in a situation where all of him, him and all of the disciples are in this boat. The wind is against them. And it's about to show them why. So Peter goes out into the boat and he says, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And then he began to sink. The wind comes, he sees the wind, and when he sees the wind, he gets afraid. Now, wind itself, you can't see. But what it is, is something in the wind he saw that made him sink. He says, and then he cries out, he says, Lord, save me. Now, we're trying to understand what does he mean? He fell in the water. He says, Lord, save me. You know, a lot of people believe, well, he must be drowning. Peter was a fisherman. He lived on water. He's not drowning. <laughs> this man deals with water and fish all day, every day. Him drowning was not an issue. Uh, uh. But he saw something in the wind that made him say, Lord, save me. And we're going to get into that. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, uh. saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, uh, uh. why did you doubt? Now, I read this on a lot of different, a lot of different uh, Bibles and, you know, NIV and ESV and uh, Message King James. They all say the same thing. Why did you doubt? Now, understanding this, Jesus is asking, why are you doubting? Why did you doubt? But in King James Version, it says, Where out did thy doubt? Which means, and when you see this, why did you doubt? He saw something in this wind that he did not agree with about his life. Because the wind showed him his life of what he was going to do in denying Christ. And he told him, he saw what it was, and he doubted that it would happen. And that's when he starts sinking. Now, we know this because of the question that Jesus asked. Why did you doubt? Whatever you saw, what you saw, you doubted it was going to happen. But we see, as, 
as Peter progresses in this scripture, we see where he saw what was going to happen to him. He didn't believe that he would do such a thing to Jesus Christ. He didn't believe that I would be doubting Jesus or I would turn and turn my back on Jesus. He said, no, there's no way I would do that. And throughout his walk with Christ, you will see what Peter always said. Oh, no, Jesus, I wouldn't be doing that. Oh, they gonna, Jesus would tell him, I would, you know, I'm, I'm going to die. And, you know, and, you know, no, no, we're not going to let that happen to you. Jesus has always had to try to convince him. And then Jesus finally told him in the end. When the cocks crow, you're going to deny me. And when he finally did it, he understood. And see, this is something that he had to get over. When you go on the water with Christ, to walk on the water, you have to be able to deny yourself. And you have to come to grips with who you are. Because you can't do this work until you be able to come to grips with who you are and what you're capable of doing. Peter saw himself. What made me realize is, if any of them would have went out, they all would have saw their lives and what they were going to be doing. Peter saw something in what he was going to do because God only shows you what's going to happen in the future. He doesn't go back in your past. He shows you future events. That's why we get prophesied to. So he got to see what was going to happen. And he didn't believe it. But it actually came to fruition. Now we understand once he came to this conclusion, you will get in the book of Mark and you will see when Jesus asked, they said, they told um, Mary Magdalene to go to, they said, go to the disciples and Peter. Why did they say, and Peter? Because when you deny Christ, you're not one of his anymore. So he wasn't counted in Mark among the disciples at that point. Which is why Jesus, when in the end, talks to him and asks him, do you love me three times? Because he figures, he finds out Jesus exonerates him from the three times he denied him. And see, one thing about it, now why did he deny him three times? Because you can't deny one without denying all three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So you get to see where Jesus exonerates him in the end. Don't be so quick to say no to the wind when you don't really know yourself that well. Understand who you are when you are in Christ. Because once you get out on that water, you're either going to sink or swim. And we saw where Jesus picked him up. And he said that when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. The wind had passed judgment on Peter. But Peter didn't believe it. So once the judgment was over, he just had to walk it. Sometimes we might not have to walk things if we just go ahead and believe it. So we just have to understand in these scriptures 
where Peter walked on water with Christ. But he showed him who he was. And when you get out there with Christ and you put yourself in front of folks and you say you are one of his, make sure that you can walk on water. Amen. 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 All right, then we enjoy those words. Those were words of encouragement for all of us. So now we're going to have Deacon Henry Lee come up and um, do the closing prayer and pray over the food because now we're getting ready to eat and the kids getting ready to do their projects. Hi, thanks for watching Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button or the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.